So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to one of our amazing guest speakers at this year's Success Summit, uh, Michelle Poehler, author of a book called Hello Fears. And, and I'm bringing you in because I want everybody to understand having fears is normal. What would be horrible, though, is that you allow those fears to control your day-to-day activities and kill your passion, kill your joy, kill your fun, and kill your performance. So listen up, have fun, and I can't wait to see you at the summit. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Very excited. <laughs> Absolutely. So as I mentioned, right, you're going to be one of our wonderful guest speakers this year at the summit. And, and everyone that knows me knows I am just a huge believer in creating awareness about who you are, what you're all about. Mm-hmm. And if you can identify that fear, that thing that stops you and go after it, right, then you can truly create greatness in your life. You can have that feeling of being truly alive. And that's why I'm so inspired to talk to you today. So, so maybe for the people that haven't read your book, Hello Fears, which you all should check out today, um, or they don't know about that <clears throat> extraordinary 100 Days of Fear challenge that you took on, help people understand a little backstory. You know, who is Michelle? And then how did you get to this place? Wow, that's like a huge question. <laughs> I know, I know. Are you, wait, are you afraid? Are you afraid of this question? It is, yeah, big questions are scary. Yes. So where do I start? I was born in Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> I should start all the way in 1988. Yes, uh, born there. I lived there for my the first 19 years of my life before I moved to the United States to go to college. And when I moved to the United States, I realized that I had more fears than the rest of my peers because I was so used to living at home, um, being raised by my parents. My mom actually is a, is a daughter of Holocaust survivors. So she was raised with lots of fears. I was raised with lots of fears, but I didn't realize this until I left my home, my home country, and I started living with roommates. And then I realized that a lot of my choices were based on fear, like most of them, even right. the way that I dress up, uh, where I go, what I order, like where I go on vacation, like everything is based on fear like what's the most comfortable option and then i would always say no to whatever is a little bit outside of my comfort zone and so and i was still achieving the things i wanted to achieve i mean i graduated from college i found an amazing job in advertising i got married i was doing the things i was expected to do but one day i started wondering if i was actually happy because i was i'm like i live in a really nice building i have the perfect husband i have a really good job am I happy? Is this what happiness is all about? Like I've been dreaming about this moment my entire life. Finally, I checked all the boxes. I don't feel happy. I feel comfortable. And so I had like that realization. I started going to therapy at that point because I was like, I need to figure out what makes me happy because if it's not this then what is it and so i started i realized that one of my dreams always was to move to new york and i put that in like my the back seat and i never actually um pursue the dream of moving to new york and in therapy my she was my therapist was like wasn't that your dream and i'm like yeah it was my dream and she's like why don't you pursue the dream and i'm like 
no, New York. And I start coming up with all these excuses why New York is so expensive. New York is so uh, so much competition and all these things, right? That, that we tell ourselves and we convince ourselves not to do the things we actually want to do. And so she helped me like bring down all the barriers that I was putting up myself. And then she's like, go to New York. And so I convinced my husband, I was 23, 24 years old at the time. And um, he was 25, 26. And so we moved to New York to, and I, I went to do a master's in branding. I realized that branding was my passion, not advertising, like I thought. And so moved to New York and in New York, I was still playing it safe. I was still in my comfort zone. So I was not enjoying New York to the fullest. And one day I got really frustrated and I realized that I was not really living. I was like alive, but I was not experiencing my life to the fullest because I was always avoiding negative things. Like I was avoiding failure, avoiding rejection, avoiding um, heartbreak, anything that could ca cause me harm in a, you know, not even in a physical way. Uh, and so that day I was like, I, I need to start doing something about my life before I become a parent. I want to become a braver person. And so I embarked on this project and we can go more into detail, but I embarked on a project called that I called 100 Days Without Fear, where I decided to face one fear a day for 100 days in a row. And that project completely changed my life. It changed your life in more ways than like five, right? So so first of all, Courtney, when you, when you hear all that, and I'm, I'm just curious, like, from a female perspective, do you think it's different from a male perspective? Like how, like how does that message resonate for you? Like, do you, can you relate to that? Do you feel that same sense of fear or like, oh, I really should, but I don't? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious too, like, were you, did you already have a hundred fears written down or day by day, were you coming up with a right. new fear that was like, oh, this is something that I am fearful of? So it was really hard to come up with a list. I mm -hmm. thought it was going to be the easiest part and yeah. not at all. Cause I was like, oh, I've been avoiding fear my entire life. It should be easy to write down 100 right. things, but I only wrote down 25 and then I had no more ideas. I wrote like the obvious ones. For example, I've always been afraid of driving at night. I've always been afraid of dogs and cats and animals in general. Um, I've always been afraid. And so I started writing the things that I've been carrying with me my entire life, like trying new food, for example, oysters, getting a Brazilian wax, getting a piercing, <laughs> um, things like that. that are very. Did she just say Brazilian <laughs> wax on the, I just, I just love that. That's see that I can't relate to that at all, but yes, yeah. but you should, you should be afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then did you reach out to people that could help you like overcome those fears so what i did first is i, I was worried that i only had 25 things before starting yeah. and so i put it on facebook oh, uh, okay. this is 2015 or yes 2015 at the beginning of the year and i put it on facebook and i asked my friends and family hey can you suggest things like fears that i can face and oh, i need to add yeah. to my list and that was really the key of my success of the project, because what I did without realizing it is that I started building community around a project, right. a personal project. And people right. were like, they wanted to follow up. They wanted to see if I faced the fear that they suggested. And when the project went viral, they were so proud that they felt part of it because they're like, yeah. right. I suggested that she crush a wedding and she did it. I suggested <laughs> that she tried this crazy Indian thing and she did it. And so they, they feel part of it and they started spreading the news and they started like, they helped me 
and grow this movement into something bigger. Um, so that was really useful. And so for some fears, I asked people like help or to join me, but it was mostly me. For example, when I crashed a wedding I asked a comedian friend and she's she was just really like popular and I'm like do you want to come with me crash a wedding at the Pierre Hotel in New York very elegant scenario like setting and she was like yeah let's do it and I thought it was going to be fun to have a comedian with me that day and it was the opposite she was way more nervous than I was she felt horrible being there not being invited and she was like we need to leave and I'm like we're not leaving we're staying I'm facing a fear I need footage of all of this because I was also recording every fear and I was putting this on YouTube every day so I could share it with people so I was like I need good footage I can't leave and she was freaking out and at the end of the day my husband and my brother decided to join us so we (laughs) were four people crashing a wedding even the photographer took photos of us and then we put it on YouTube it was like one of the most popular videos and then the groom and the bride found out and they threatened me and I had to oh for (laughs) sure yeah the fear got more real yeah (laughs) then it was a real fear right so, so at what point, and, and I love that question, Courtney, like yeah. at, at what point, and I've heard, I've, you know, I've, I've watched a bunch of your stuff and like, so, so I, I have context for it, but at what point did it go from, Hey, this is fearful to, okay, I'm going to face this. Mm-hmm. It's fearful, but I'm I, like, I almost can't wait to do it. Like it almost becomes like addiction, an addiction to get over the fear. Walk us through that process. Cause I imagine like, I think it was like at 39 or 40 and listening to one of your videos where like all of a sudden, like it just snapped. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I was addicted or that I was <laughs> eager to face any of the fears. Every single yeah. day I would wake up with horrible stomach ache. That's where I Ooh. process my emotions in my from stomach. Nervous? So, from being nervous, yeah. very yeah. nervous, very like, oh, I'm still like, I wake up, I'm like, I'm awake. And then I'm like, Oh, another day. I need to face another <laughs> Today, a tarantula on my hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, here we go. I, I, I always thought that the next fear, like the fear I was facing next was the worst one. So I was always like, okay, I thought yesterday was bad, but this is yeah. going to be horrible. Yeah. No. And then every time you do it, you realize it's never as bad as you have it in your head. Never. Like not even one time I was like, it was worse in my head. Actually, one thing that and it's because expectations when you expect something to be easier and it's not that's when you realize it's worse than you had it in your head for example skydiving you're not expecting that to be easy or comfortable you're like terrified or holding a tarantula so when you do it you're like it wasn't that bad because in your mind was like huge but for example when I did trapeze I thought it was going to be fun I was like that sounds fun not like scary but not that scary if you're not afraid of heights and I'm not afraid of heights and it was so scary, so scary that, you know, my expectations like played against me at that point. And I was and I did that with CBS Sunday morning. So they were there. I was like, you know, Mike all over. And then I'm supposed to like jump. No, no, I was freaking out. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question. What's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon.
Michelle, this is this is exactly like the people that are listening right now are entrepreneurs, they're salespeople, mm-hmm. right? And and all of them face fears like I literally started making up a list, rejection, failure, letting go or delegating, making phone calls, asking for the business, hiring someone mm-hmm. that they know they should hire, writing a book, putting yourself out there, doing a speech, creating video, yeah. investing in something, asking that person out. Like there's so many fears that my group is like, we all re- like, I can relate to it. You can yeah. relate to it, right? Everybody can relate to it. Um, but you, I was watching a video you did where you really talked about like a process of like how you were able to get through the fears. Would you share a little of that process? Yeah. So I realized that every day, cause I started identifying patterns as I was facing my fears and I was studying branding. So in branding, you're all about identifying trends and patterns and things. And so I was very aware of the process I was experiencing. And so at one point I was like, I'm every day is exactly the same process, no matter the fear. So yeah. first is the discovery stage. And the discovery stage is when you realize that you are afraid of something or that something is outside of your comfort zone, something that maybe you haven't thought of. For example, if a friend calls you and tells you, Hey, do you want to come with me? do paintball and you're like paintball do I want to I don't know if I want and then it's like discovery you're like maybe I am this is outside of my comfort zone so you just discovered something that makes you uncomfortable and then we go into the denial stage and the denial stage is when like immediately we start coming up with excuses why we shouldn't do that thing we're like no I'm that maybe it's too expensive it's too far I'm, I, I don't I'm not running I don't know I'm not good at running or what or shooting or whatever it is and so uh you just come up with a lot of excuses then you go it, a lot of people just stay there in that and that's it you forget about it you say no thank you I'm fine and that's it we do that most of the time but if you want to continue the process then you get into the determination stage and that's when you convince yourself that this might be a nice experience or a good opportunity maybe to network with that person or collaborate or whatever it is and so when in that the determination stage you make plans and you're like okay maybe I should buy a ticket to go to Africa for the summer or whatever it is that it scares you or maybe I should buy a ring to propose to my partner right so we make plans we put dates we buy things and then before going into the action stage that you would think is the next one right you have a plan you take action no before there like right before the action stage there's the I call it WTF am I doing stage and so that's when you're like freak out Hold you're on. like <laughs> I don't know if you what? can see that what does it say <laughs> WTF it's a spoon that says WTF <laughs> I knew this was coming I'm like yes <laughs> And by the way, for the people listening, it's the where's Tom Ferry stage. No. Uh, You see that I needed that spoon every single (laughs) day to remind myself, yes, you're doing this. So that's when you freak out. You're like, no, this was such a bad idea. What was I thinking? For example, before my my last fear, number 100, was to speak at TED, TEDx, right? The platform. And so minutes before going on stage, I was shaking. I was regretting my decision to be there because I was in the WTF my doing stage. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I started considering how can I leave? What excuse can I use so I don't have to (laughs) present? I'm freaking out. And so at that point, a lot of people just stay there and they cancel their plans and they say, I'm sorry, I can't. I actually, and you know, something came up, whatever. Uh, but if you want to continue, then you'll get into the action stage. And so that's where I focus, like how to go from the WTF stage into the action stage. That's what I want people that see me present or that read my content 
feel empowered to do. And, and I'm so proud that so many people, like thousands of people already have gone through, you know, from one stage to the other through my content. And so after the action stage, that's when you actually go, you do it, you travel, you say yes, whatever it is. And then uh, you go into the celebratory stage. And that's pretty special because I don't think I ever was felt proud of myself before I started this journey um you know I graduated I got married I did all these things but I never actually experienced that feeling of being proud of myself I did those things because I was expected to do them and it was easy for me to do like yes I went to college and I graduated and I had fun and it was awesome and that's it but I feel proud of myself no um I was not facing a fear I was not you know overcoming any real challenge but when I started to overcome this real fears that things that I've been afraid of my entire life and then I'm like oh I did it and I don't feel that bad and I don't feel that afraid anymore I started to feel really proud of myself that's a big distinction yeah. the, the we talk about it so much like you know when you overcome something or when you make the phone call you do need to celebrate when you get the appointment you yeah. make the sale etc I want to go a totally different direction. You, you know, you you create this movement, or I should say, you document your own experience, and from that, a movement begins. And I would, I just, I'm curious, like, what have you learned about building your own brand, building your own movement, like yeah. really creating your tribe, and and making that come alive every day? Because mm-hmm. because that's something like every person listening and watching right now, they want to do that, whether it's with a hundred people in their database or a thousand true fans like Kevin Kelly's work. Like everybody wants to have that sense of belonging, right? That they they've created something, they belong to something and people want to be a part of something. So what have you learned in that experience? Because there, there had to be a few fears in publishing a book, creating a speaking career, right? Like most people would rather, yeah, most people would rather die (laughs) than speak in, you know, in front of people or film themselves or film themselves. Exactly. So how did you overcome that and, and just kind of maybe share with us what were some of the lessons you learned along the way? I have to say that the thing that I created that makes me the proudest, proudest, mm-hmm. like more than the book, more than my speaking career, more than anything, more than going viral with a project or a YouTube yeah. channel or whatever, is the community, the Hello Fierce community right. that I have. I have on Instagram over 130 people at this point. Amazing. Um, 130,000 people. I say you have more than 130. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have 131. <laughs> yes. I'm with numbers in English. 130,000 yes. people on Instagram. Yes. Uh, organic, right? Because yeah. a lot of people have that amount of followers because they pay money to get yeah. there. But this right. was very, very like I earned this and it was very organic. And so what I learned is that it happens when you make the decision to share all of your self, like you, all of your process, yeah. not only the success. If yeah. you're there to only share with people when things go right, when you're having a great day, when you're getting, you know, when you get a yes, you know, it's okay. People will celebrate you and follow you. But if you're there also to share when you get rejected, when you learned a lesson, when, you know, when you failed, when you made a mistake, when you regret something, you're also there when, you, when you're having a really bad day, you're there to put yourself out there. That's when you create a community that really, really roots for you, believes in you, relates to you and, and gets empowered by you. And that kind of relates back to real estate professionals when we talk about creating their profiles, like showing all aspects of your life. Right. Right. Behind behind the scenes that it's not always pretty. Sometimes it's 1130 at night and you're working on your business and and people are like, oh, it's so glamorous to sell houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is really glamorous. Yeah. Hanging out with your family, seeing like every 
aspect of your life, not yeah. just what you do as a profession. And I think that's kind of how you build community, right? Is yeah. you, you were vulnerable and you shared a huge part of your life and what you were fearful of. And people were like, hey, me too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you think that people engage with you when you share something that you did, like something you're proud of, wait till you share something that where you screw up or where you like yeah. you know, got rejected. That's when people really connect. Those are my most popular posts. The ones where I decide to be very honest, authentic, despite yeah. the fear. Yeah. And when I, when, whenever I'm about to post something and I feel fear, I'm afraid to do it. I yeah. know it's going to be successful, way yeah. more successful than any other post out there. Yeah. It, it, people are not used to reading truth behind social media normally right. they're more yeah. used to seeing a glamorous life and i want to show all of it yeah and i think so and to your point in so doing you do create tribe because because people can all relate to that yep. like we like we all get up and things don't always go our way and like mm -hmm. you know we get we get our butts kicked left and right like that's just the truth of it so i love it all right so i have to ask uh I have two boys. They're 20 and 22. You have a baby. There's no fear in having a child. How's that working out? That was one of my biggest fears to right? the decision to start a family. I've been married nine years before yeah. we actually decided to have a baby. Um, we we decided it a long time ago, but we were working on it for this mm -hmm. long. We, we took the time to build something before we get to that stage so we could get to this stage feeling a little bit more confident, proud of ourselves, you know, the, and, and invested into this experience. Um, definitely one of my biggest fears and it had has proved me wrong in every way because I yeah. always thought I was going to have a terrible pregnancy, terrible, like giving birth experience, all of that. And it, it's been all the opposite. That's why I actually ended up transforming one of my Instagram accounts, my personal one into yeah. talking about motherhood. Cause I do want to encourage other yeah. women that feel just like me that are terrified of motherhood to let them know that it can be also a wonderful experience. And it's, it has been the best thing in my entire life. I have to say. Yeah. So I was thinking about, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Cause it, I mean, you know, having yeah. kids, like I get it. And by the way, just for the record, it does get more terrifying as I get older. <laughs> My 22 year old coming home at four o'clock in the morning. What? <laughs> it happens. Sorry, Michael. Really cute. I, yes. I'm not, I don't know about what's next. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Not trying to plant any, you know, seeds of fear here, Michelle. <laughs> Um, but you know, if you, if you think about just, you know, fear, right, fear of rejection, fear of loss, fear of taking action, mm -hmm. walk us through the process one more time. Give us the, give us the, like, I thought it was awareness, but you had a different word for it. Walk us through one more time. So it's this, and then you go into denial, give it to us again. So it's a discovery, denial, determination, uh, yes. WTF, and then action. And then I love it. I'm also curious to you mentioned mm -hmm. early on that you kind of came to this realization through therapy mm -hmm. throughout this whole entire process was like your therapist helping you through it and encouraging you to do so. Or was she kind of more or were they more involved in like the action phase so, of it? Um, I it was really helpful to go to therapy to figure out what what was missing in my life like so I could actually listen to me and then yeah. she gave me the courage to take action on my my dreams right yeah. but the moment I moved to New York and and she, I, we worked together in 
overcoming the fear of moving to New York because it was like huge fear for me to live in that city. Mm -hmm. But once I moved to New York, no more therapy. And I started wow. going to this shock therapy, I think, sure. where I started facing sure. my fears day to day. And that was my therapy. And also, um, and then I started posting about it and blogging about it once the project was over. And I think that was my therapy. Every time I write a post, I feel it's very therapeutic. For yeah. Me. Right. Then I right. went back to therapy when I turned 30 and I had this like, a uh, moment where I was like, I should be having kids. I'm 30, you know, but I'm not there. And that's when I started going back to, to therapy. And it was really great because that's when I started writing my book. And I ended oh, wow. up involving sure. my therapist a lot in my process sure. of writing my book. So my book has a lot of like deep concepts and it goes a lot into more therapy, you know, material. Yeah. Yes. Because of that. Outstanding. Well, I'm I'm super pumped about having you at the summit this year. I just think you are just a breath of fresh air and so many people face this. these fears <laughs> and and like it's such a fear is such a broad word, right? Yeah. So so hello fears and hello Michelle this year's success <laughs> summit. I so are you going to get everybody to get up and on stage and like dance and, and like are we going to go crazy because <laughs> yeah. you know I'm all about that. Like, you haven't you haven't been to one of my events. I'm all about that. Yeah. When I see you dancing, I'm like, "Yes." I'm so looking forward. I mean, I've been dancing in my living room for the last year and a half doing yes. all virtual events. So now doing it in person, seeing people, you know, live stand up and dance with me. It's just, I don't know. That's the best thing ever. So, yes. yes. Do you have a go-to song? Yes. What is it? Daddy Yankee. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything from Daddy Yankee, but Duda, that's what I used at the beginning. And now it's called Tira Palante because I just need a good like rhythm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the by the way, we may have just talked a bunch of people out of going to the summit. They're like, wait a minute, I have a fear of dancing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to dance, Tom. I just want to sell more houses. Everybody should start practicing. Seriously. Yes. 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 I concur. I concur. Well, listen, uh, I thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I know we're all, you know, jamming busy today, um, but we can't wait to see you at the summit. We're gonna have a ton of fun. We're gonna explore all these concepts. Yeah. And look again, for everybody listening, you know me well enough to know, like I can give you all the tools to be a better marketer, to be a better salesperson, to be a better leader. This tool of getting over your fears is the tool that's going to move us all to the next level. That's why we're bringing Michelle in. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. And I know you're going back to uh, some parenting activities. So we will see you, uh, see you in a few weeks in Dallas. All right. See you soon. Thanks Bye. so much, Michelle. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Take Bye. care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.